0: Welcome to the Called by God podcast with Adney Godin and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Called by God podcast listeners. This is a continuation of part 1. If you haven't done so already, please go back and listen to part uh, 1 so you could understand what our dear brother Kevin Jones is going to convey in part 2. So I hope trust and pray that you enjoy this episode. Until then, be blessed.
1: I I am I'm, I'm just trying to get my formulate my questions for you because you said you lost your dad and you, and you didn't share much of the emotions. I'm I'm one of those people I go and I probe I need you to be vulnerable with our, our audience. And I say that because there had to be some form of disappointment, anger. Um, There had to be some hurt, especially when you know you're walking with the Lord and this is my daddy. Like how are you going to take my daddy's type situation? Because I think that's one of the things that cause people to walk away from God when they lose a loved one. Right? So I need you to, share your emotions, not just the loss of your dad, but your divorce, because that's another loss. Sometimes people look at divorce and that's it. But no, divorce is like a death. I don't care what nobody says. It's like a death. So I need you to be vulnerable with our audience and share with them your true emotions and feelings. Yeah, God got you through it. But Brother Jones, there had to be something that was going on deep down inside of you when it came to God. So let our audience know. And the reason I say that, because there is somebody out there who's going through this. There is somebody out there who's questioning their Christianity. There is somebody out there who's going through this divorce and the loss of a loved one. And they need to know like, wow, this person went through this. Okay. I could do it too.
2: Well, to to elaborate a little bit on the loss of my father, um, as I said earlier, when we opened up, my mother raised me, Right. Um so there was always this sense of void you know they say a little boy when he's on the mat playing baseball, you know, and he hits that home run and then he walks around base one base two, base three, he's looking in the audience um and he's looking in the audience for somebody um and many times its', it's pops, so I felt like I didn't quite have that um and when I came out of the army, going to move in with him, I was like, you know, my dad only raised one. My dad has seven, but he only raised one of his kids. And I was like, OK, well, this is my opportunity to have that experience and just be taught some basic fundamental things that men should know. Hey, how do you change a tire? You know that I didn't get that my mother was not in a position to give me um, that only th- those things that you can really only learn from the men God put in your life. And it was, you know, swept away from me, and uh, absolutely, um, it was painful. Um, you know, you close up. Um, I, I, I would definitely be the first to tell you. I definitely had uh, probably a couple Sundays where I was not in the pew. Um, you know, and people were checking up on me and making sure that I was okay and I had everything that I needed. Uh, but that definitely put me in a place where, you know, you were, uh, standoffish. Um, you know, I would only have the phone on to see if I missed any voicemails and then I turned the phone off for that day. Um, but no one hounded me. People could understand, Hey, this is a person who, uh, you know, it's like one of those things where they say sudden, you know, sudden death. Um, I was living with him at the time, and I was able to visually watch his body deteriorate, um, where he goes from walking to using crutches, to using crutches, to, um, you know, have to use a wheelchair, then go from using a wheelchair to, you know, almost completely immobile, you know, before my eyes within 90 days. Uh, it was that aggressive. It was already at that stage of cancer. So, um, you know, you do question and you, you know, even till this day, I'm not even telling you, I'm, I haven't completely grieved and dealt with that abandonment. Even still to this day, I still wonder, like, you know, uh, Pops, man, life would be a lot different if you was here to kind of maybe navigate me, show me and point me this way and say, avoid oh, that, avoid that road. I don't been down that road. Um, and I still feel like his shadow is watching me and making sure that, you know, I still have to battle with wanting to please him and being who God wants me to be. That's a battle every day. Um, where I want him to smile, but at the same time, I know ultimately, you know, um, God is a man that we're seeking to please. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was a rough period. Like I said, I was 20 and I know the brother of seven, you know, so, Everyone's looking up to me and have to navigate this situation. So, but God got me through again. He gave me the strength. It wasn't pretty. I ain't going to tell you, um, you're going to overcome, you know, and you're just going to wake up and you're just going to have that peace, love, and joy in your heart. You know, it wasn't pretty. There are some things to work through. Um, But I look back on that and that was a season where you can see, you know, God living and demonstrating that, you know. Um, I can't guarantee you're going to have easy days, but I promise you, I'm not going to abandon
1: you. Okay. So with your seven seven siblings, um, with you being the one to being the oldest and going through these emotions and being the Christian, how was that for you? How were you able to minister to them in the process of needing ministering to? You understand what I'm saying? Because it's like, you're a big bro. like you're the one that's got to tell us what what's next and here it is hold up wait a minute i'm 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 grieving too i'm going through this process too so how was that for you and how how did it bond you and your siblings together or did it you know put a wedge between y'all
2: at the time i think only three of us were actually adults um i think the other four were like still in high school or younger so their their parents were probably still taking care of and taking care of them, um, taking care for them rather. And, um, so the other three, uh, we just kind of had to make some estate decisions. So I didn't quite see until later, like years later, the actual grieving, um, that my siblings actually had to go through, um, and things that they had to battle because they were so young. And just trying to process some of the things where they weren't really making all the decisions; their parents were making it for them. Um, But they did understand that, hey, this caretaker, this father, daddy, you know, the one you come crying to when mama bothering you, you know, when you need something, he's not there anymore, you know, Um, and that leaves that big that big void. And and as a big brother. I guess it just started this journey, you know, of, of me having that spirit where I kind of really want to serve my neighbor. You know, I just kind of want to, Hey, let's, let's take care of other people. Let's, let's make sure everybody else is good and um, to the best of my ability. And, um, and it didn't, it, it, it caused it a little wrinkle in the family. I'm not going to lie. But ultimately we're, we're closer today because of, because of the incident we didn't let anything tear us apart
1: okay so with your walk and journey were you able to share the gospel with any of your siblings did any of them come to the wisdom and knowledge of stay with us we'll be right back
0: thank you for making it midway through this episode we want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, Let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support. And we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless.
2: Absolutely. Uh, One of my brothers, Roman Jones, he was actually, I think, baptized at Pembroke Park. Um, You know, I definitely was able to be enough of an influence with him. Um, I actually ended up a couple years later baptizing my sister to K. Um And I think the another one actually visited. We haven't we haven't gotten her to obey yet. Um, and then I have a younger brother who used to go with me all the time. Um, so I still got a lot of work to do uh, that. I promised my dad I'll finish. But uh, I definitely uh, I, I my, my family definitely know that I'm a man of faith. Um, And they definitely know what I believe. And many of them have obeyed. And um, I hope to kind of uh, be a light to them um, that they will want to follow. And if any area that they fell off and they just want to recognize that before it's everlasting and eternally too late, I'm going to be here, you know, um, judgment free zone, you know, welcome moment to to open arms, you know, back into the fold.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey, man, Kevin, Kevin I, I really appreciate your story, man. And, and I really appreciate people that give their lives to Christ at a, at a young age. Because me giving my life to Christ at an at older age, I know the highs and lows that one could experience. You know, I always look at it like when Jesus got baptized, Jesus Christ went in the wilderness. And I always think about that as saints go through the same thing. The minute you get baptized, there goes Satan sticking his ugly head. But we're not as powerful as Jesus. You know, Jesus Christ was God. And, you know, we're just men. We're fallible. But, um, and, and I know, I know Adney posed the question about you going, you know, the death of your dad. But also, she also mentioned a, um another death, which is the death of your marriage. You know, I've spoken to quite a few people that, that have gone through divorces and, and it it hurts them. These are men that I've talked to in the past and i like, man, like, bro, I can't function. Like, man, like, I'm trying to trust in God, like. Like kind of like walk us through that process. Like, how did you overcome that and and how you coped with that? Maybe you might probably be able to help a man out there that's probably going through it and trying to find comfort and try to find helping God. Maybe potentially try to save his marriage. I don't know. You know. So what can you share? Yeah. Um well, definitely on the front end,
2: you know, uh I'ma tell you the grass is not green on the other side. Um, as many would persuade you. Um, to believe you know uh you we can see in Genesis three excuse me Genesis one and two specifically you know the permanency of marriage you know um that is an institution that God expects to last for the duration of your existence on earth um that's why he installed it, and um when that doesn't work out according to plan you know it's its it's a heartbreaking endeavor um you know it's it's time you can't get back. It's love and memories that you can't get back, but it's not the end of you either. And um, one has to spend time, I think, actually grieving over um, the divorce. You know, um, I think being able to, uh, I think getting leaving one relationship and and immediately jumping into another one is not the right course of action. Um I think you need to spend some time with the Father uh trying to figure out, you know, okay, Lord, what's next? you know, you know what's next um and I found myself being able to you know, hey, um no family, be able to work more for the Lord, serve more for the Lord, um and have met some incredible people you know in in that process. So I think one needs to be able to take the time in the event that that worst case scenario happens you know in the event it does uh within the marriage context identify you know what God will have them to do next, and I guess kinda of be patient you know um i'm I'm a young guy now um so i don't I don't foresee myself being single forever, but in that same time, you know you do want. listen to the voice of the Lord and you do want to be guided by him. Um, And you do want to make sure uh, that in the event that you're prospecting again, you know, you are using, you are using that, those 66 books as your guide, you know, for how to make decisions that, okay, this is a, this is best for the kingdom, you know, God approves. And um, so that was a very tough situation. Um, after six years, you know, marriage, six years of marriage. So, um, but I can say that any person that may have experienced that, you know, God isn't done with you and, um, take the lessons that you've learned and apply it to make you a better person moving forward. You know, take that. Don't, don't just wash it all away. Um, as if it didn't happen, take that and apply that, um, and, and listen to God for the next mission.
0: Yeah, so that's that's good cuz I, I was uh I was having a conversation with a brother that uh recently went through a divorce and um I'm just like God just uh, we know that God does not like divorce but we know oftentimes you know we as men we're fallible, we make mistakes and things happen. And I asked the brother a question. I say, "Hey man, you know, what like if you were looking back on hindsight, what would you have done differently?" That's what I asked him. Because I say sometimes it's easy for, you know, because I've been married for, you know, nearly 10 years. It's easy for me to point fingers at my spouse and not kind of like point fingers at myself. And I asked the brother, I said, man, what could you have done differently? And then he was kind of, you know, we was kind of, you know, too married. Well, he's divorced and he was, you know, I was just kind of like walking through the process. I says, I told him that we as men, we're leaders. We're, we're called to be the, the, the priest, the provider and the protector of our home. I said sometimes what we as leaders do, especially in the marriage covenant, a covenant, we we um we allow the Satan to come in because we we live in a world where we're so busy, so now our family become vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. So I I guess I guess that's my question to you. So looking back on hindsight, what you think you would have done differently? Because we know that God loves marriages, and I'm a big proponent of marriages, but I'm also realistic too that. We as humans, we make mistakes. We're not perfect. We all sin and fall short of God's glory. So I, I guess this question is maybe towards aiming towards somebody that's potentially trying to save their marriage. Like they don't want it to just be it, but it kind of like, like, man, I don't want a divorce, but I really love my marriage. I really love my covenant, but I just don't know how to restore it. So looking back on hindsight, like what do you feel you would have done differently to make things work? Oh, That's a great question. You're landing heavy on me,
2: uh, Dick. <laughs> but yeah, we're trying to help somebody. <laughs> I, I got a real
0: audience, man. <laughs> Listen, I, I,
2: I've said that marriage is, is the number one, uh, um, mirror of life. If you want to see who you is, you want to see how selfish you are, you want to see your blemishes, you're going on to marry somebody <laughs> and you're going to see all the blemishes that you have, Amen. they're going to expose it to you. <laughs> um, I think for me um, and and what I try to tell, um, you know, other 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 um, married men, I think is, um, you know, if I could take that verse from from Peter where he speaks about, um, you know, dwell with your wife according to knowledge um, and you deal with her as a delicate vase, you know, as a precious vase. It doesn't mean she's delicate. It doesn't mean that she's fragile but the care you take with her um she's your queen she's your bride you have to maybe be as the head as we were discussing and you know leadership you have to you have to be a little bit more gentle be a little bit more patient be a little bit more comforting be a little bit more um um uh, provide a little bit more explanation you know um i think in my journey as we were both growing as individuals you know, I was kind of maybe in my lane. She was kind of in her lane, specifically towards, I guess, the latter end of our marriage. And I didn't do a good enough job of taking her along with me. So you got to make sure that you take your bride along with you, wherever you're going, spiritually, take her along with you, mentally, take her along with you, professionally, take her along with you. Make sure that you all are doing the best that you can to keep, because the person she marries. Is not going to be the person that she sees in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years, because we're organisms, right? We're always growing. We're always evolving and we all, we're always changing. And she's going through the exact same process herself. So you have to dwell with her knowledge. You got to sit down and you got to know this girl. You got to study this girl. You need to know what she's thinking before she's going to think. Um, and I think that's the key. Um, and the biggest takeaways. Become a student, you know. Um, you may have never been studious in your life, but if you married, you going you need a PhD in your
1: spouse. Nah, he dropped he could drop the mic on that one. <laughs> that one was really good.
0: That's powerful. And you heard that? <laughs> if you married, you need a PhD <laughs> <You're married. laughs> in your marriage. And 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 whoever your significant other
2: is, that's how well you should know him.
0: Yeah, but I want to close out, I want to close out with this because um I was I was watching this video. Cause we're we're all called by God. We have man, this brother said something, Kevin, and that, that resonated with me. He said we got two calls. He said, God call you by way of the initial gospel. He called you to the, the ministry. And then he said a second call is when God called you home. And when he said that to me, I was like, wow, I said that's powerful. So that's why we say call by God, God called you for a purpose. And I I was watching this video. And this man says something very profound. He said, he said, when God, he said, God already foreknew you. So he created you. He said, but when he creates you, he said, you exit into this world by way of your mother's womb. That's the exit. You're not going in. You're coming out into this world. And he said, your goal is to get into, go back into your home. Because when you're birthed, you're in your home, your mother, your mother belly. That's your home. And then you exit into this world. But he said, your goal your goal is to get back home. He said, that's your goal, is to make it back home to the Father, to enter into the pearly gates. So I guess that's my question to you, man. You know, why you're on this mission? Because, you know, God, we're all servants. You know, I don't want any Christian or any unbeliever to overlook this. Like, we are all on a mission for Jesus Christ. So when you leave this earth, Kevin Jones, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's a great question. Um, that's a question about legacy. Um,
2: there are some things that are that are uh, passionate to me. You know, one of them is is a uh, financial literacy. You know, I want to change um, the financial condition. You know, that's my that's my area of academic focus. Um, And in my professional area as well. Um, And I want to make sure that I'm positioning, particularly those who look like me in America, to be better off starting with our youth. You know, so I want a financial literacy academy starting in eighth grade. That's kind of one half of it. Um, And then the other half is, you know, I um, I've always had a global perspective. You know, even when I listen to business news, I could do CNBC, but that's more local and the world is bigger than the United States of America. So I like Bloomberg because they're going to give me emerging economies. They're going to give me established economies and what's going on in the world around me. So I have that perspective when it comes to evangelism too. So I I want to be a part of a movement where I can plant churches, particularly in indigenous um, communities. And those are very challenging communities, um, you know, for a lot of different reasons, languages and things along those lines. But uh, I think their souls is just as precious as as, as the homeless person down the street or three blocks away in my local city. So um, I want to support those types of ministries, fund them, sponsor them, um, and advise them. You know, for success in that area. So, so those are the, if 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 I could be remembered, you know, um, in in those two ways, one who 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 understood the importance of economics, and then number two, one who understood that there's something even more important than economics, and then overlook those communities that that may not know anything about the Church of Christ. You know, I think it's the
0: life well lived. So Kevin again, man, we want to thank you again for answering the call. Um, do you want any of our listeners to follow you? Do you got any ministry you got going on? Um, anything you want to share with our listeners in terms of where they could find you?
2: Yeah, I mean, guys, I'm everywhere. LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, my whole doggone name, Kevin Leon Jones Jr., same with Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me on my social media accounts, I'm very responsive. You could DM me. Follow up with me, and we could talk business. We could talk finance. We could talk about the Lord. We could talk about spiritual warfare, which is what I've been studying heavily the past a uh, couple weeks, and making sure that we understand. I'm gonna take a line, I think, from Brother Daniels. You know, we're not on a uh, cruise ship; we're on a battleship. So. Hey, we can do all those things. I'm very, um, very approachable, very down to earth, brother, and love to meet new
0: people. All right, well, so there you have it, Kevin Jones Jr. I had to make sure I said the Jr. because you know there's quite a few Kevin Jones. So Kevin Jones Jr. So y'all go ahead and y'all check him out. But it, it's been a pleasure and it's been an honor just having this discussion with him about his call or how God called him into the body of Christ. Until then, listeners, remember that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. And he's the Lord of Lords. Be blessed. That's it for now. But before we go, please continue to listen, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you want to support our show, please scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on the link that says buy me a coffee. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And remember, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And also, Jesus Christ loves you. Thank you. There's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news. Which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day. By believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized, you will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.